You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Welcome to another episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Ren Freeman. With me, the actual host, the CEO, CFO, human resources head, lead designer, social media manager, public relations head, chief cat wrangler, and um, head and, pa- and payroll department. You're not you're not the head of the payroll department, but you work in it. But I don't know who the head of the payroll department is. Elise Bacon, ladies and gentlemen, how are you, Bacon? Bacon. You, you know, it does seem that we are missing a head of the payroll department. Um, that is something that we will work, we will look into long term. Um, <laughs> I've emailed the staff about it, and I am will be sure to follow up. But it is in my best interest and the company's best interest to locate the head of payroll wherever you are, head of payroll, please. Hit me up on Twitter, please. We we need you, who 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 whomever you are, please. Contact me as the chief officer and security. Thank you. Uh, what will help expedite this um, awkward payroll situation is uh, if you subscribe to our Patreon. It's not awkward. Help I mean, us. By subscribing to our Patreon to make this a more successful experience. Uh, Patreon.com backslash on Fridays. And um, then after we find our payroll person, all of that money will be properly divided up among the many, 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 many employees working for Unreasonable Fridays. Evenly. With equity. Force and understanding. Confidence and caring. Thank you. With us, we also have the proper owner, the creator of the Black Astronauts Podcast Network, Aaron Bapp. Aaron Bapp. I kind of just like hang around. They kind of, people just don't get rid of me. I just kind of stick around. It's kind of kind of what happens on shows. Like, I just, hey, yeah, Aaron's here. You want to? It's Aaron Bapp. You're fucking, you're, you're, the, you're the founder of Podcast Network. You, you've done the thing. A veteran of the sport, if you will. There's no reason why someone would get rid of you. It's like how you can retire from a sport, but I'm st- we're still going to have you in the used cars, um, used car commercials. You're still going to sell us icy hot. You're still going to sell us Subway sandwiches. You're definitely going to be modeling them fucking Skechers. You're going to be driving the fucking Buick. Like for real, there is no reason to not have you in circulation, no matter how long it's been. There's still well, value in the brand, and that's what matters. From what I've heard from other people, the brand might be strong. The brand is strong. That's why we the put, brand is strong. That's why we put your ass in the Buick and have you drive around and talk about how much your legs wiggle around in the motherfucker. Because the yeah. brand is strong. But my, I'm very short. So right, that don't fucking matter. That's how much there's so much leg room. The short niggas need extensions, and that's what we have. That's, what, that's the point. Hit the button. Hit the button. The button. The button. Thank you. <laughs> it's now the button. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's that was rude. 
That was rude, but I'll take it. It was not rude. Listen, man, I think nothing signifies legroom more than tiny people kicking their legs sitting on standard height things. I am standard height, damn it. Right. (laughs) And let me tell you, as a person whose body will eventually be gnarled into a rusty fist at some (laughs) point because I don't fit anywhere. I would love the freedom, besides having to sit on the second floor of a building, out of the second floor window of a building, to have my legs dangle in a in a footloose and fancy free fashion. That would be enormous for my for my just physical well being. So please, you know, don't take offense. You will live longer because you can fit in most rooms. But I also have a kid. So there's that. There's balance. That's but no, I'm happy. I'm happy anytime to get the call to come hang out with y'all. So, mm-hmm. um, we're all a little loopy. We're gonna do full full disclosure. Oh yeah, everybody, everybody's had a long day, and I think that it's important that you, if you've had a long day, understand that we see you, and that you're not being called upon. There will be no critical thinking here. There will be no um, current affairs. Nope. Um, Today is long. Life is hard. We're going to ask what each of us have been playing. And we want you to take advantage of this as the various Black Friday sales cascade roll down the hill towards us in search of our money. Might as well open up Steam if you just throwing it out there. Let me go ahead and ruin my other podcast. scroll listen to the podcast scroll your scroll your digital marketplaces oh my money. god don't go to steam i refuse oh my gosh there's so much new just on sale already just brand new just on sale perfect yeah. perfect all right so we're gonna go around the horn we're gonna go with the cfo chief financial officer um of Unreasonable Fridays, Elise Bacon. Bacon. I sometimes, I, you're on video, so sometimes I ask you questions and you look at the camera like you just suddenly snapped to attention, like you've missed several minutes. And I said <laughs> bacon, and then it's, what, 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 what? <laughs> yes. Mean, yes. That's not quite inaccurate. Fine. We it's not will. accurate, but it's not inaccurate a good question is what do i sound like in the background in those moments am i like charlie brown's parents like you know Mm -hmm. someone is talking to you and a thing is happening but you're not it's absolutely positively of no value and your brain is not recording Uh, it's you ever have you ever listen to like tv in the background right and like you hear it you have if somebody asked you what the plot like what was going on you could give them a rough idea of what was happening but were you actually really listening intently no it's like that well to catch you up what have you been playing (laughs) i have been mostly playing final fantasy 14 of course um just doing a lot of um pre the i'm really glad the expansion got pushed back two weeks thank you god so i've been doing a lot of pre like pre-expansion prep and just like trying to oh goodbye phone 
I've been dropping stuff today. Like, well, no one's that's, business. You're right. Um, uh, I've so I've been doing a lot of pre-expansion prep and just like trying to get like all of the the last little things done in Shadowbringers that I just don't want to fucking touch again. Um, and so the extra time has been great. I just finished farming emerald extreme for the last time and i got my fucking dragon which let me get my super mecha dragon and i'm sitting parked right now in front of the fc in the front yard for it because that's what i do (laughs) so dope it's dumb big why is it so big it's dumb how big (laughs) i love how giant it is which is just funny because I played like the smallest race in the game. <laughs> in the Fenrir. Like I'm the Fenrir g- is like tiny compared <laughs> to that big old thing. So huge. I'm gonna I'm gonna post them out on Twitter in a minute because like I'm 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 also never doing Emerald Extreme again ever because I've gotten well it took me like well over a hundred clears to get this goddamn mount. And uh never again. But I finally have it. I have my mounts done um i can play pokemon in peace because pokemon pearl came out uh shout out to wonga thank you wonga um and uh animal crossing has had an update which has been delightful there's also a dlc for it i'm not paying for the dlc because i have no money please subscribe to the patreon and give me money um (laughs) the gyroids dlc yeah uh no the gyroids are uh patch okay or is, is, is it's part of the update so like, like i was mad that i didn't have my gyroids and now they're putting them in the game and i'm like okay well maybe i'm coming back <laughs> uh yeah there's a um an, an add-on to the um they also added Orden. so just a really quick overview of stuff that they added to animal crossing i don't know all of it but they added a, some really good quality of life improvements one of them being extra storage oh that's great which desperately needed. Um, they also added an add-on to the museum called the cafe, and then um, Brewster, yes, owns the cafe. The homie, the homie is finally back. Brewster, so who Brewster, who owns the cafe, is in charge of the gyroids. I'm so happy they are finally bringing back old Animal Crossing characters. Like, and Kappa is back, so Kappa will take you once a day to what, what color is it is he green or is it green i think he's green yeah okay yeah I yeah so cap is back so once a day he'll take you on a trip um and you get to you get to hear him singing um <laughs> i took a little video of the last one because like he sings the most ridiculous shit like it's it's a it's, some, it's like a cross between like really like cute like emotionally cute like kind of like you know like sweet lyrics with nonsense, pure nonsense, and it's pretty great. I definitely recommend like looking up a video of like listening to like Kappa sing and like the little lyrics with it because it's hilarious. Um, and then they added ordinances, so you have a little bit more control over your island. Um, I don't know what all the ordinances are, but I did turn on the most important one, which is beautiful island ordinance, which makes it so that 
you have to deal with way less weeds and your flowers grow more. So basically, as it puts it, uh, the townspeople help with weeding and watering the flowers and whatnot. Fantastic. Right? And then there's there's other ordinances, like there's money tree ordinance, and I have no idea what it does, but I'm going to find out. The Clean um, Island so yeah. Ordinance sounds like slavery. Uh, just considering just, just you, go on. <laughs> I mean, every no nobody has a job, which is fine. They all live in their houses for free. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, they don't. They don't build like you're the one who builds all the infrastructure and pays for everything for the entire That's island. Tom Nook is. Uh... There's literally nothing wrong with Tom Nook. Tom Tom Nook builds your house. And this little racist kids, Timmy and Tommy. You leave them around the store. Sweet raccoon babies alone. Listen, why they gotta follow me around the whole store? Because they're six. Hmm? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Right on. Tom Nook said to me, Hello, how many bells? Excuse me? Thanks, Tom. How are you? Been a while. None of that, huh? He says hi. He does and conversation. Then he says, I need 10,000 bells for my house. <laughs> to upgrade your house. No, actually, that's not even it. So first off, he goes, do you want to upgrade your house? You're like, yes. And he's like, awesome. Here's your house upgrade. And then he's like, okay, you have to pay me back 100,000 bells whenever you feel like it. But I didn't ask him. But you wanted him to upgrade the house. And he did. You scammer. And you can pay for it. You can pay off your house in however long you want. There's no interest on the amount of money. He's just like, pay me back whenever. Sure, you don't have an impatient daughter. Sure, bro. I don't I don't believe a word of that shit. That's a scam. Scam. How is it a scam? That's the same thing I heard when I heard about this the first time we started talking. The first time Animal Crossing did the rounds, I heard about this utopia scam. <laughs> How you got a museum ain't got no money? Scam. Where's the money coming from? Where's the money? Wait, what are you talking about? No museums have money. What the fuck are you talking about? That's normal. I mean, this is true. This is like, what are you smoking? Sadly true. (laughs) Like, what museum has money? Not only do they have money, but they immediately have all their funding pulled as soon as anything goes wrong at all in the infrastructure of whatever city they're in, unless the city is like run by the exact right people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, and oh. then, like, as soon as, like, one person is out, they lose their funding again. Yes. Yes, that is absolutely the God's honest truth. But, yes, that's all I was saying. It just sounded a little fishy. But that's all. That's, that's I all. I got Coke. Excuse me? <laughs> Bacon? Please put please um uh put my Coke in the FC chest. Thank you. No problem. And I will, from this point on, need grade six dark matter. Thank oh you. Oh my god, I got so much in my thing. I'll yeah. I'll get oh, it. so you guys are talking about Coca Cola, the soda, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> there's a crafting material called Coke, and it's actually <laughs> what? What do you build with Coke, guys? Everything. Literally everything. Is that why no one needs to work? <laughs> oh gosh no that's final fantasy we're talking about oh, oh okay Sorry. yeah so it, it's it actually um it's actually like 
part it it's actually like a thing that's commonly used even in real life in like construction like it's not coke drugs but it's actually a construction material white as well oh i oh i understand but um so in the game there's these things called submersibles and airships and they take a lot of materials to craft and almost all of those materials need this thing called coke and they need like a lot of it like to do one sub i'm using anywhere from like 700 to 900 coke (laughs) and it's you can only get coke from like a special currency so um my fc members have no idea what to do with this currency because we got everything because they've already gotten everything. So they're like, what do I do with this? And I'm like, be my Coke dealer. <laughs> huh. So where do people just drop off Coke in the FC? Yeah, people just drop off Coke. And sap. I need a lot of sap. And now I need grade six dark, grade six dark matter. But tons of Coke. So much Coke. Like I used like over, I used like 1200 Coke in one day. And then I was like, everybody's like, oh, we should have enough Coke. And I'm like, nope. It's gone. A figurative mountain of Coke, if you will. Yeah. No, n- noted. Noted. So, yeah, for each, to craft each submarine part, um, you, so a submarine is in four parts. And each part is in three building phases. And um, there's like an item called like dark steel ingots. Dark steel ingots need um, one dark steel nugget and nine coke to craft. And I'll need 30 dark steel ingots. It's a lot of coke talk right now. It's a lot of coke talk. I'm just leaving you guys to it. Like you guys have normalized whatever the fuck is going on. So I don't. I at some point it becomes um obviously culturally ignorant for me to comment on it if this is what you guys are doing and you guys have like a whole coke situation. That's not whoa. my. That's whoa. not. Whoa. That's what you guys just described to me. It's not a situation. That it is a situation. It's you use the coke to build the submarines that go under the water that get you from place to place. That, and the sub, and those subs bring back money. And the subs bring back. So you put the coke <laughs> in the subs, send the subs out, and the subs bring back money. And other items, but yeah. And other items like minions. Oh, and bring back people. No, minions aren't people. Minions aren't people. That's a little racist. Okay, oh, minions. I mean, there are some minions that are people, but there some are, of them are like literally a cactus. There are a lot of people that are minions, actually. <laughs> I would say the ratio of humanoids to non-humanoids is very small. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. there's there's one of them that's literally a pyramid. It's a pyramid with little legs. So also in the upcoming update, Island Sanctuary, what do we get to do, Bacon? Let them roam in the grass. Oh, yeah. So with the Island Sanctuary, um, we get to garden and hang out with our minions in a chill environment and there may or may not be instance housing on there so i'm like really excited because i'm like does that mean another house to decorate but mostly we let our uh, slave i mean uh minions run run free minions don't even do anything so we can't even call them slaves 
I mean, I feel. <laughs> I mean, I assume that that was a situation like. I mean, they're not like retainers where we pay them in fake currency. <laughs> and let them make sure they call us boss. <laughs> I mean, it's a really altruistic situation where you take the dregs of another society and give them cocaine in exchange for their safety. Like, it's actually really nice of you guys. And that's kind of why I'm not judging is because, like I said, you guys have a situation and training cocaine for the lives of the um, disenfranchised Coke. and giving them a place. No cane. Coke. Fair enough. Okay. Um, sorry, officer. <laughs> Coke for the um, lives of the disenfranchised um, is actually really thoughtful of everyone involved. And this is why I don't pass judgment because I didn't need the, I didn't know the whole story. Everyone was just like, what? Coke? What? Call, call, the, call local law enforcement. No, there's a reason why this is happening. Why all the Coke is being moved underwater via sub back and forth. There's a reason why. Bless you both for this. Thank you, Bacon. Thank you, Bab. Yes. Coke is Coke is for the kids, actually. In in reality, you know, just saying. Bap, what have you been playing? <laughs> um, I've been playing some of everything, man. I I am the epitome of an ADHD gamer in a lot of ways, because I'll I'll plug into a game for like thirty minutes, but like, ooh, then I'll be like, ooh, a shiny piece of candy, and I'll go over it and play another game, you know. Um, so I've been playing a ton of Hades. Um, I finally beat it uh, for the 13th time. <laughs> uh, well, no, you have to beat it 13 times in order to get the true ending. Um, so that last time, it, and it's, it's a story reason why you're actually doing it. It makes sense. Um, so that last time I beat it. Yeah, it was it was worth it. Well, I'm, I'm going to keep playing that game. It may be in my High, it's highly rated in my like game feel category, right? You know, it, along with like a symphony, not yeah, symphony of the night, or what's the new one that we both play? Bloodstained, Bloodstained. like how oh. a game just feels good when you get powerful. Yes, that's that's how that game is like where you feel like you're breaking the game, but no, like you're not supposed to break the game, yes, allowing you to, and you're cheating. and in a good like you outsmarted the game right um and when you get powerful in that game it gets like that um so i've been playing a lot of that and what's the eating game goodness i forgot it already overcooked oh no eden oh eden eating game oh Oh, no one step from eden the spiritual successor to mega man battle network if you have ever loved any type of um, real time RB R- R- RPG like turn based but real time. Oh my gosh, it's it's so hard to explain. If you play Battle Network, you know it is exactly like Battle Network. Um, oh shame. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's fast paced. Um, it's a good variety of powers. It's also a deck builder, which I didn't realize. Um, until I got into it. Um, and yeah, it's just a fantastic game. I've, I played, I've beat up to level three. Um, and then I, I kind of decided that that's a game that you're going to have to need to play for a while. Like you're going to have to dig into it. Right. Um, to really unlock everything. Cause I, I, I did like 20 runs and 
barely unlocked um, everything for the first character, right? So I know it's depth there, um, but I just need some time to play it. And then the last one, um, goodness, um, Unsighted. Oh, my God. Yes. That game is amazing. Yes, it is. That game from story to... I'm in my first dungeon in that game. And that I got a power-up that I'm not going to spoil for anybody. But when I got the power-up, I was like, oh, this completely changes the game. Like, this absolutely changes the way I've looked at every level so far. And it's just one item. Um, the depth in this game is impressive. And it's a bunch of brown folks that they center around the story. Yes. You know? And it's queer, like... I, well, I don't, I don't know how to to phrase that, but it seems like they may be queer. I'm not sure, you know. Like I, they, we haven't got that far in the story yet. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. You know, I always try and. Um, uh, they appear to be queer coded. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. I, I don't have the terminology. Oh no, it's all good. Um, so, here to help. What I do. <laughs> I'm, old, I'm an old black man trying to figure this out. Um, but yeah, man, I, I loved every bit of it. Um, Aaron, have you played any of it? I know we said you played a little bit. Of um, I played about three or four hours of it, and it's one of those games where I um wanted, I actually wanted to start over because it was three and four disjointed hours, an hour here, a week gone by, an hour there, a week gone by, and I realized what they were doing, and it's not a very long game, but no, in terms of how dense it is and the amount of effort put into it and the value of it, it made me want to run it back, but I did. I think it's the best exploration. Funny story is uh, I remember I used the term Metroidvania around Bacon when we first started speaking. And Bacon was like, what the fuck is that word? Oh. <laughs> and I said Metroidvania, a combination of Metroid and Castlevania Symphony of the Night, exploration genre. And I was like, I don't like the word. And Bacon was like, I don't un I've never heard that shit. I don't like that shit. That shit doesn't make any fucking sense. And the <laughs> two of us came together. And I started using the term "2D exploration" because I actually do not like the word "Metroidvania" because it you it gets used too often. It is a general black hole of a descriptor of a genre that means too many games. Also, that was the conversation word for word. Right. You jammed me up so hard on something that I realized I was saying out of reflex as other people were saying it, and I was like, "Yeah." I ain't gotta say that shit. You exploring in that shit. It's an exploration fucking game. God it damn is. it. It is. I like Metroidvania because those are my two favorite games. And like <laughs> some of the some of the games they're describing don't match either game. Absolutely. You are hundred percent correct and it infuriates me every time. Right. It's kinda like the way the survival it's kinda like if we step call it called something at Resident Evil Light. Be, but there are so few games that are actually truly survival horror and there are actually far less games that are like metroid and castlevania despite how much they want to be like metroid and castlevania Listen, just because you got a map that you fill in and you can, you got secret walls does not make it a metroidvania designing an explorable 2d space is a skill um, and it's not necessarily executed particularly well as often as we want to attribute the title. And also, like I said, we can just call it exploration. Once people say Metroidvania, funny enough, it raises expectations. 
when something yeah. can just be a solid genre piece. And there's no nothing wrong with saying it, by the way. But I just was, re- I it's just that I was I recalled the conversation that made me stop using the term automatically because <laughs> it's not a term I particularly like. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have always had I have an issue. I have a I have a minor issue with using one game, a game's name as a genre, because then we kind of just roll that wallpaper over all like several games and their unique accomplishments in doing so when you call it a genre you tend not to but when you call a genre a game title kind of like how we call brown brown carbonated liquid coke it's all coke (laughs) that's not good there's probably some dope ass fucking northwestern captain mcgillicuddy pop somewhere in this country and somebody's calling it coke and pushing that off the side of a table like a cat that's what I mean. <laughs> so, so, anywho, all that to say is, I think Unsighted squared up for the four hours I played. It seemed like it was the best 2D exploration game I was going to play all year. And after I'm done um, obsessing over Far Cry, which I'll talk about later, um, I will give it the time it deserves. Put it this way. To me, those type of games challenge you mentally, right? It's always that thing of like, can I do this? I wonder. And then you, they let you do it, right? Like, for instance, with Unsighted, do you know you don't have to go find the code in order to get out of there and get that sword? Nope. I definitely didn't realize that until the second time when I just put the code in and randomly got an axe instead of my sword. Yep. This dude was like, yeah, uh, well, you don't have a sword, so... <laughs> I was wondering about that when I was playing it. Um because of that because it seems it seemed like I could leave. Yeah, you could. And I could you have just... left by accident. And so I was like I was wondering in the beginning bacon um you um get chased out of the facility you kind of pop up in and you can go get your sword and then leave or you can just leave and because you're under siege you might actually make you make make a aggressive move and just leave. In which case, someone hands you, like uh, Bap said, an axe just straight out of the emergency, shattered in case of emergency. <laughs> I was like, here you go, nigga. <laughs> here you go, nigga. That's my favorite. <laughs> also has the best parry. Like, the accessibility options in that game are great, too. And it has the most amazing parry window. It's got to be, like, two seconds. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's very, it's very Oh, that's nice. delightful. Mm-hmm. I fucking, I hate parry windows. Like they make me so angry. They're like they're so easy to miss, and I'm like, why? I love I it. I'm excited. I love it when they um tell super telegraph parries in video games. By the way, so good. I really do think it's and it's a skill. Like I said before, it's one of those things. It's an argument because some people will argue that you shouldn't be able to tell. Like you should be able to like read the animations, but that's what like a whole harder difficulty is for that's what the difficulty is for the original standard parry should be a telegraph signpost the guy goes i'm gonna get you and he has a glint in the sword and then you press your parry button if you want arm goes red right if you do not want that then you can put that on hard mode where they remove all of the tells from the screen and then you can go ahead and be the best gamer and go on reddit and tell everybody big your dick is absolutely so Yeah, yeah i also think that like that's also like the best way to learn. I've always thought so. I thought yeah. it was a natural progression to hard mode. Yeah. Being able to just get the timing down visually, personally. But again, 
Um, there is a, there are a lot of folks who just kind of put games on hard mode to start playing their game. Um, I'm not Which one is, of those people. Uh, depends on the game and the genre, and I'll do it. Um, oh, what games do you put on hard immediately? Uh, I don't put side scrollers on hard. God generally. no. Good God no. I think we all got trauma from Sasha. Because mm. I like myself. Um, but like like Mass Effect. Oh. I play I play that shit on hard mode. Uh Dragon Age at this point, like the Dragon Age games, I, I would totally play on the hardest difficulty at this point. That's fair. Um uh like like Inquisition, I know exactly how to def- how to do it on the hardest difficulty, because that one is more about doing things in the right order. Right. Um, then like a part, part of it is knowing the game enough to, to do things in the correct difficulty order. So you're not overtaken by the really, really hard shit. Cause there's like in Dragon Age Inquisition, there's like in, in like the hinterlands, which is like kind of the, you know, your starting ish area. There is absolutely um a what the fuck are they called like those portal things there's actually there's one that you are not meant to do at all until much later <laughs> bacon i spent so much time in the hinterlands on accident i'd had no idea you were supposed to get out to hinterlands nigga nobody did because My it, was, it was the first it was the first time that most people had encountered a game where you can you can leave and come back. Uh, also, having played Dragon Age in reverse, I can see where going from Dragon Age 2 to Dragon Age Inquisition, um, you just spend all your time running around because Dragon Age had was very much, it was very urban. It was, you know, you had your 10 blocks and then that was it for a minute and you could explore those 10 blocks pretty good. So you were inspired to explore the 10 blocks and Inquisition gave you a, a straight up town and I can see it, having played it backwards. I can see where people who played Dragon Age 2 were just in the hinterlands infinitely um, until you um, met the dragon who told you to leave. I spent Or like- that one portal, because the portal is literally by, like, an early quest. It's the, it's the one by the waterfalls. Huh. That- There's an escort quest that literally goes right past it. That That's the-, the ass portal. Is that's that the, one at a woman's house? The older, the woman's house. We had at the end. We had to like find her husband or something. Uh, no, but that's one of the harder ones. Uh, no. So you know, you know that like farm area off to the mm-hmm. side. Yeah, I remember that part. You had you had to escort one of the animals back to the farm. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. I remember doing an escort mission, but I there's don't- like two escort missions in there. The other one's the, an elk that you talk to which is really funny um no the other one there's um there's there's an animal that you help escort back to the farm and that quest would get glitched but um there's also a a quest area even further up where you have to like fight a bunch of wolves there's a wolves den further up too and it's all walks past like this little waterfall enclave and then there's this portal Wait. In that enclave, yeah, that exactly has, 
the hardest ones, but it's like right in the middle of these beginning level quests. <laughs> so if you're not careful and you go off to the side, you get your shit rocked. Yeah, that makes sense. That that game, I would love to play that game multiplayer. I just don't have the patience to play it single player. Like I would love to get a group of people together because that's the game you can play multiplayer, right? Um, it's a different mode. It's okay. got the it's got a strike mode like Mass Effect. Oh, okay. I didn't think about. It. I don't. Right, I don't want to play that. Right. I would love to play the campaign multiplayer though. Yeah, that campaign is a that campaign is a um, Lord of the Rings flyby journey of so many areas. The word the funny thing about Dragon Age Inquisition, I realized this. I was talking about this with Erica is it's one of the few games where it's that big but it establishes the journey and also it kind of gives you a it gives you value for running like there's so much lore all over the place that you run all over the place but it makes it impossible to knock out inquisition like you could dragon age 2 or dragon age origin like it's because it's a fucking open world game it, with multiple it, maps it's massive it's so fun. But it's so but it's so much happiness, so much value in wandering, even if you spend ten seconds running and then you get some juicy lore, you just blow some dust off of some statue when you read the inscription and you go, Oh And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I that I think that was really clever what they did because they're like, We're gonna make an open world game that's lot that's like really tight knit. It's close. So instead of having like a full entire open world, like a full sandbox, we're going to give you six small sandboxes that are still really huge, but you you can leave. They gave, you get, you get like, a break. You get to go in a different sandbox. Like big old set pieces. Like here, yeah. I'm going to give you this wooded area uh, or I'm going to give you the sky palace or whatever. And you're going to stay here for like, I don't know, 20 hours, eh, maybe 10 if you want, <laughs> you know, like it gave so much freedom. You're right. I loved it. Yeah. And it, it also gave you a break and then you could like go inside of your hub city or you could go visit a different hub city. Like you, you had breaks, which is what I think a lot of open world should have. I had other issues with that game. It wasn't that. It wasn't uh, bugginess, because that's an issue. There was there was definitely some bugs that happened, but they did do a good job of cleaning them up. I would really like a. I still do want like, I want I do want them to release a um remastered trilogy like they did with uh Mass Effect because I can guarantee it'd be like fifty times better. <laughs> I mean they they took a step. They um put all the, all three of the game Dragon Age Origins, um, Dragon Age Two, and Inquisition are all on backwards compatible and they all got a um fps boost on series x which is actually pretty good right but a remaster would be like touch a up remaster game. with origins combat system fixed which it, it really, really needs. it really would like to be i listen man i take what i can listen <laughs> i understand what you're saying i'm saying is that we we are getting our baby steps and frankly i just would like my new dragon age like like mass effect gave us the they fixed mass effect after mass effect was done right great they're not done with Dragon Age. We're all just waiting. They're not done with Mass Effect. Mm, they're trying to get it on. They're trying to get it back on the horse. I think they. I don't think they're done, but they're done with the thing that I'm interested in. They're not continuing Andromeda story, as far as I can tell. So uh, I don't know. We don't know anything. We don't know they anything. Still haven't said anything. Right. From all the tense of purposes, they seem to have abandoned it. So yeah. I cannot expect them to continue the story. They seem to have abandoned it in the middle of it. 
if they do return to it, it will be a WrestleMania surprise. Whose music is that? The second part of fucking Andromeda's music. Here it comes down. It'd be fucking epic. I'm not saying I would not accept it, but from all the looks of it, we are not to expect. We don't know. But it did seem like they, listen, they got caught cooking meth in Andromeda and left. I'm just saying, we got whatever is in there, they left. Whatever is in there. I'm just, literally all I'm saying is we don't know. We what don't know, doing. but I'm just we don't, have I, all no I idea do, what they're doing. All I can do is go by their behavior at the end of the game. They just fin- they, the game they finished. I would like did to they, see more in drama. They <laughs> abandoned, like like I said, the cops caught wind of what they were doing. They were doing the whole the coke subs for the people thing themselves. Cops caught wind of it. And they abandoned Andromeda. The building materials not illegal. They abandoned. I wish y'all could see Aaron's face when the way I when I said that what he did because he was so, he was so disgusted. I learned. I, I I rectified. I adjusted and I reacted to new information because I'm a fucking adult. But yes, Andromeda seems to have been abandoned in a hurry. For whatever reason, whatever comes of it. It was abandoned in a hurry. So I am me myself. I am now trained. I am now going to assume that they will not return there. If they do, huzzah. I'm uh, not assuming they're returning to it. I just said we don't know what they're doing. I'm just saying. So that, That's all. Like, I have, that, I have, I literally have no hope. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. But Dragon Age still has, they're still like telling us the story of like, they're still telling us. They still have more to tell us from Inquisition. So that's what I'm here for. Like, I don't even care. Like, they're, we're still going forward. I want more. They're like, we're going to give you more. I'm like, cool, win. And they're like, eh, I got to take this call. So while we <laughs> wait for them to get off the phone and get back to us. You know what they on the phone with? Who they on the phone with? Bioware Austin. Like, hey, you know what we can't do? Fuck up again. Right. <laughs> but, it's fine. Oh, it's my fine. God. I miss Anthem. God, I miss Anthem. <laughs> It's okay because we have new writers because Bioware lost all their and they writers. lost all their writers. All, all the senior, but okay, to be fair, all the senior writers were responsible for the wildly problematic shit. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. It's just and a, they're gone. So this is not bad. Oh yeah, no, it's not bad at all. No, I don't I think Bioware can only benefit from everything that's happening here. Like even like the the, the changing of the guard, everything, even all the negative public attention. It can only stand to benefit. The only concern I have is that they're going to go backwards instead of moving forward. Uh, backwards, how so? Uh, backwards, uh, socially in how their content is written. Ah, I can see that. The doctors on Arta. They made a lot of progress with the games. Like, I mean, you've played Origin. You, we all. First off, we all played the Racism Simulator. Um, and y'all watch me play the Racism Simulator. Well, sorry, excuse me, not just racism. The ism simulator. <laughs> um, known as the Mass Effect trilogy. And uh um then and Aaron, I know you have gone through re-gone through all of them, all of the Dragon Age series. So yeah, like I played backwards, yeah, I was playing it backwards, yeah. So we we've really come far from you're a woman? Can't believe you're a woman. Check you out being a woman doing stuff like women don't usually do. So many times I play with Morgan and the times you got your tits out there. And she's like, like, oh, God. 
Can somebody tell Caden to calm the fuck down? Can somebody ch- tell Caden to chill? Right. Like, He's turned him like, down so many times. Right. And it's just like, all right, I understand. Listen, she's aerodynamic. It's 2021, but it was a different time. And it really was a different time. Like, my God, were the times different? So different. I mean, I couldn't even make a black person. I, I think I don't think you can make a black person in Dragon Age One. I got. I think you. I, I mean, you really can't make a, a black person in any of them. But sure, you can make a black person in Inquisition. Uh, yeah. To be fair, you can. You can make it's a just... black person in, in in Dragon Age Two. My character was South Asian, and in Dragon Age Origins, my character is Dominican. So yes. Yeah, understood. I'm, I'm pretty sure my character in all the Dragon Ages was some form of Latinx. <laughs> <laughs> I just modeled myself to be like bull. I I just wanted to be bull. Uh, I can't unsee. I've I've gone over this several times, but like I can't. I have a huge issue with the. With the visual portrayal, portrayal of the canary. Oh, why? Is they, because they are they are look they look like are treated like literal demons, and they are they look like how the um in the Crusades they describe the Muslims. Oh, I can can't see it. Can you? Come on. I remember Can't this conversation. I had the conversation with Bacon. I remember I couldn't unsee it. It's good though. It's good to see it. It's good to see it. Sorry, bro. I know. I'm yeah. like, and like I will I will forever. Like that won't that will not yeah, that will not leave my vision. Oh my god. Yeah, you got it. it. Sucks. Yep. Yeah. Go go read how they described uh uh Muslims during the Crusades. No, thank you. I'm pretty sure I understand. Yeah, no, it's pretty on par with your, you know, with European religious. Yeah, yeah, that everything makes it makes sense. It makes sense. Yep. So like, I I take like it's one of those things where like I see what you're doing, but then they're like we, but then when you also look at like how they treat their mages, they're like yeah, we sew their mouths shut and we um tie them up, and I'm like this is. Not great. A whole lot of trash going on. I'm like, and, and again, Inquisition's the better game. <laughs> I I really got deep in Inquisition, surprisingly. And like, I and you y'all know how I love Inquisition. I love. Yeah, it. I know you I, love it. I fucking love Dragon Age, but I'm just like can't unsee it. It was the first thing I noticed, and I'm like, oh, I don't like this change. Oh, that sucks. It's a bad change. But I do like the canary a lot. But I wasn't gonna be a canary because I was like, mm, no, don't like this. I did like that they had two voice actors though, mm. in case they're like, yeah, the other voice actor, like the voice just doesn't fit with like dwarves and canary women. Like it's just little, just doesn't match. Who picked to be the archer? That's that, that's that's all I in those games is that who does that is that like because you can main uh, I, I was almost the archer in Inquisition until a very interesting a very unique problem that I had as an audio engineer was the sound 
of the bow firing is the exact same sound every time. Oh no. Oh, you found it. And then (laughs) I was like, oh, so the bow sounds like this every time I press the attack button. For as long as I press the attack button, every time I press the attack button. And I said, this is an unacceptable weapon choice. (laughs) Because I'm not going to spend 150 hours not doing that. So I um, I wanted to I like archer I like archer classes I like archer rogues in a lot of games, but that I, I couldn't that is it's it's kind of like how the original Tomb Raider had the same two step sounds forever on all surfaces you don't realize these things until you get caught out there and you're like oh why do I want to smash my television this is a weird feeling what's wrong it's like oh right I've heard the same right. sound thirty thousand times in succession. Actually, what I like about Final Fantasy is every surface has a different sound. Yes, really that's so good. It's why that's I didn't. So I didn't like that about Final Fantasy. The um, the uh, one I despise, um, the one with the first one with lightning, was that you actually have the same footsteps, and it's just the same footsteps at the same volume, no matter how close or how far away you are from the camera, no matter what surface you're on. But again, these are audio engineer problems. Please don't pay me any mind. If it doesn't bother you, then God bless you and your infinite patience. Bless you. Um, let me see. I did rogue and like I did I did rogue blades and rogue archer on um, origin specifically because you have to either be a tanky character, you have to either be a sword, like you have to be a stabby character, or you have to be the other stabby character. You can't be a mage. And I was like, I have to marry Alistair, and to marry Alistair, I need to be a noble. <laughs> also, also in, in, in Origins, the bow, in, in Origins, the bow sounds different. It was only in Inquisition where the bow has the same monotonous univolume uni noise. Anyway, please continue. So yes, and, it's perfectly fine. And in both Inquisition and um, uh, Dragon Age Two. I wanted to do the story as a mage because I wanted to be the Templar mage, but not Chantry Templar mage. <laughs> story takes everything. Ain't that right? And so, like, one of the things is like, oh, I would have gone mage, but it's like anti Templar. I would have gone with this character because of, um, you know, how the story is. And I'm like, actually, if you do it as a mage, it's pretty interesting. You get some really neat dialogue choices. And I will never, ever, ever side with blood magic. Ever. No, we don't do blood magic. No. Like, like that's one of those things where, like, you know, I understand, like, people have their opinions, but I'm like, okay, I want you to stop and think about specifically the lore in the game and how things actually work out. And how magic actually is, and what blood magic, like real blood magic, not like oh, I'm doing like, like how Dorian does necromancy, like like whatever. He's not. He's he's literally, or like even Win, how uh, she does spirit magic, like the Chantry would call that blood magic. That's not actually blood magic. What Meryl's doing is fucking blood magic. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm just like Meryl. You're literally talking. You are literally talking with demons uh what solace is doing is like bordering 
He's like, I want to punch Solus in the face every time I see him. Uh, I don't. He's, um, however, he's really racist against dwarves. Fair. I mean, he looked like he racist against everybody. No, he's re- no, no, he's not racist against everybody. He is racist like against dwarves. It's just a face thing. Like he was never in my party a lot, but it was just like, mm. like you never, you never finished the game. That's why. Oh, okay. Once you finish the game, um, you your opinion on Solus either he has crushed your um loving heart and you dislike him forever, or you're like me and you're just like, oh, can I join you? And then you know, I mean, I I. Is it okay to discuss the end of Dragon Age Inquisition? Is it it's fine. Time? Yeah, I'm we're okay. we're 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 past. Yeah, we're fine. We're past the yeah. Um, uh, it is revealed what it who what is his um what is his name? It's revealed Solos is actually the um what wolf? The dread wolf. The dread wolf. Yeah, he's dread, yeah he's dread wolf, and he finally realizes it himself, and then he uh, goes off to um essentially roll back time to a time when the elves had their powers, and that's gonna probably overwrite our time and eradicate those who aren't involved. So, I don't, he's, he's I, basically trying to do what the he's doing very similarly to what the Asians are doing. He's doing exactly what the Asians are doing. Yes. He's doing the rejoining. <laughs> yeah, it's really close. It only he's just taking over. It was only one world. It's really close. Where it's like, let's combine, like, you know, our world was split into 13. We lost everybody we love. So now we're going to bring it all back together, despite the fact that there's now 13 worlds full of, well, one of them. No, 13 worlds entirely populated with various souls and people. But we're just going to smash them all together. That's dragons that's genocide but they don't he doesn't consider it genocide which it's the same thing for solus he's like i'm not murdering all these people i'm just rewinding back time and i'm like and 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 as a black person i get it i don't agree with it yeah yeah but i, I get it i'm just i'm just like oh yeah no exactly that's why i don't hate that's why i don't hate solus i'm like yeah i, I don't i don't I, dislike I, him i'm gonna have to stop you but <laughs> i see where i see what you're thinking and i don't i don't disagree with you nearly enough as i should honestly so if they ask me like when the press asks me how i feel about it i'm just gonna have to equivocate and end the interview because it's objective uh, i'd be have. like i'd be like we aren't gonna let this happen and that's it i'm just gonna right. like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have any per- i'm not gonna what's your personal opinion on him as a person we're just not gonna let this happen right <laughs> like there's gonna be like no conversation about it but he is extremely without good reason wildly racist against dwarves <laughs> wildly he says play it like pick up a dwarf character play as a dwarf and talk to him <laughs> dead i'm dead serious i did my first playthrough as a dwarf because i didn't realize that uh cullen is very very race specific <laughs> and i went through most of the game as a dwarf you know what? I like Cullen. Cullen was always in my party. Like, oh I yeah, Cullen. Uh, Cullen wasn't party. He was uh, oh, advisor, but oh, okay. he he was definitely my romance choice. But I had also been trying to tap that since Origins. Why do I know Cullen before that? He is in all the games. Okay, yes, he, he uh, I, uh, Origins. I play. So yeah. in Origins, Cullen is. He also shows up in Awakening. Um. So in Origins, Cullen has like a great like growth story and redemption arc but cullen shows up in the mage storyline as a templar who's actually like 
if you play a female maid, she's actually like the one that like y'all have like a crush on each other. It's super cute. Hmm. Um, but then shit happens, and you know you leave, have to become a warden, etc. Um, he's also the one with the mage tower when it's overrun with uh. Uh, abominations he's the one who he's one of the um templars who's being held captive and tortured and you have to rescue him um so like he specifically hates mages because he was tortured by abominations and demons and they tried to break his break him and take him over yes so, like, that's one of those things where I'm just like, I get it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm like, I understand. I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. Like, that's, that's not a trauma you can process. Also, you're a video game character, so you extra can't process your trauma. Writers do better. Um, and then in uh, Dragon Age 2, he's... He got he basically after that whole thing they the base the Templar is basically just like uh we need to just send Cullen away. <laughs> so they send him away to Kirkwall and he's there under, you know, Meredith who is losing her mind. But depending on how you take things like conversationally and the decisions you make, Cullen actually like will totally go against Meredith in the end. Like if you take the Templar route too, like he'll he is next to you fighting. Like he's like, no, we can't do this with Meredith. No, like, he's like, she's wrong. Like I, I wish I absorbed story like you do. Like because I'll be I I actually read like since especially since End of like since Final Fantasy right around Stormblood. Right, I've really like tried to really immerse myself in stories. I just cannot remember things like you do. It is amazing. To be okay. To be fair, I put an obscene amount of hours into that game. Right, it's kind of no, it's kind of what we, it's kind of we were talking about by bacon bacon plays games in the opposite exact opposite yeah, manner yeah. with which you play games. Yeah, that is yeah. So, so I'm always amazed when I right. hear like, oh yeah, you got all this story like, oh yeah, Meredith. Like I know Meredith's name. I knew Cullen's name. I couldn't remember why I knew them. Right, like. But you got the whole details, like yeah, I did like I did like four to five playthroughs in all the way through, and that's a ninety-hour game. Yeah. <laughs> this way, a game is really, really, really got to catch me to get me. That's how I know if a game has got an amazing story because it's got to catch me, and if it catches me in a way like Endwalker, or uh, excuse me, like Final Fantasy. A real, real, excuse me, a realm reborn was a slog. They told me it was gonna be a slog. I didn't believe them. I'm like, I'm just gonna eat this for dinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's really the patch content. It's the patch content that was awful. The end of realm reborn, reborn was great. I was like, oh my god, this is great. And then we had like two years worth of patches. <laughs> it was so many patches. Um, but once we got the stormblood. I was with you, Bacon. Like, that's the only story I can pretty much do like like you just did, where you can recite it. And I, I just got to say thank you, because you, y'all, you you know, 
You're welcome. This is this is my goal is to make people uh is to help people find heavy narrative RPGs. <laughs> has been one of the best stories I've played top to bottom. Like just for the con- continuity, the things that they're like the littlest things and details that they're catching. And Yoshi P even said in an interview recently, he's like, they don't even know what levels we'll go to. I'm like, oh God. How yeah, we're starting a whole new story arc. So I'm actually excited. I'm like, oh, we're gonna have this Dissidia levels. Thank you, God. Oh we're gonna have tactics levels. Like, bring it. I, I don't I don't want 99. I want to go further. Let's go. Um Anima. Anima. Yeah. I'm sorry. As as a FF like semi-nerd, when I saw that, I marked out. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. It was so hype. It's so good. Um, but but yeah. So like, if you so you can also play that game in a way to where like Colin stays an asshole. Like he doesn't really he doesn't really like you know learn from stuff. But like then you hit Inquisition and he's like one of your advisors and he doesn't hate mages in Inquisition. He's like. He's like, yeah, I was super prejudiced and I wasn't right. And I'm like, growth. <laughs> growth. What they call that? Growth. <laughs> um, but again, like I also never felt like he had an unrealistic uh reason for it's it, same with Fenris. Like Fenris came out of Tevinter. He was a literal slave to a mage. Mages have power there. And like unprecedented power, they summon demons. They do really fucked up shit, and it's like part of the social hierarchy to do so. Um, even Dorian talks about that, so it's like, um, it's not wrong, uh, but you can't just be treating everybody the same way. Um, so I thought that was like a you know a kind of neat complicated thing, but it's just like no blood magic is fucked up. Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> uh, but I also understand the I also like heavily, heavily empathize in um uh Dragon Age Inquisition, the really tough choice that the leader of the mages had because he's like, he's like, we have nothing. He's like, I'm gonna die anyway. He's like, Meredith is going to kill us. So blood magic so like like i don't even hold right. it against the lead right. i don't i don't even hold it against him i actually feel really bad it's a really tragic thing that happened i was just like i'm really sorry but the thing is is if you go the mage route still happens <laughs> and i'm just like no and um like the there's a point where you choose the mages and the templars i've played through both played through both of those um can't agree with the mages at all in that one because they're like we're gonna resort to blood magic not even for survival but we're gonna you know join to venter and and uh go like rely on blood magic everything's like this is what we're doing now and i'm like no (laughs) and you sold and you convinced your own people to become slaves to to venters the fuck are you doing fuck are you doing no uh uh-uh, no none of those decisions i'm like absolutely not 
I like to shoot fireballs with the cane. Um, I like using uh force magic. Uh, I also really like the um. There's there's a I did this in Dragon Age two and uh, Dragon Age one where you you basically are a spellblade warrior. Yes, yes. So, so I'm just like, I'm a melee DPS now. Fuck you gonna do about it? <laughs> Check me out. I'm a sword. I have a sword. I am a mage. Eat fire. <laughs> now a lightning in your eye. It's great. Um, yeah. Even my mages are DPSs. Just let me be melee. Of course. <laughs> What was the name of that class in Inquisition? The um the uh it was the broken it was the broken uh mage class with the sword and the barrier that allowed you to tank the dragons for some reason. I don't remember what it's called, but that's what I played. Right. But to yes. be honest, almost all of them were broken, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. Um the two most broken ones I had seen were apparently like officially were the um assassin rogue and the um super melee mage. So I had Vivian was a super melee mage and I was the assassin yes. rogue and we were making very short work of all the dragons of uh, their age I, and the bosses and everything. A lot I, of also, what? I also feel like can't remember. I want to say like the 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 dual blade sorry no the two handed um, tank class was really intense. Uh, yes, um, um, let me see. Yeah, I'm actually going to look up the class names now. Here we go. Didn't one of the classes have a hammer? Am I not? The, night, in, the night Enchanter yeah. is what it was called. The Night Enchanter. The, the uh, Night broken, Enchanter was strong as fuck. Yeah, that was the Broken Mage class um, specialization. Um, the Rogue had the Assassin. Uh, the Warrior had the, um, I believe it was the um, Templar whatever whatever you could give cassandra that was like i nullify your magic and i cast magic bitch stop me yeah that was had me. literal dispelled the oh, spell yeah, that was, was great yeah that was templar yeah templar was so good yes didn't templar like do some speed stuff too like didn't it yes. like speed you yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, group i buffs. remember that because it was ridiculous armor buffs yes armor buffs haste yes yes I remember that because I was like, I'm running too. This is ridiculous how fast I'm running right now. <laughs> like, so, but yeah, that's Dragon Age. This all started on uh, what like what games do you play on hard mode? Well, you <laughs> said you play uh, Dragon Age on hard mode. And, I play um, Dragon the, Age on hard mode. Um, the question was, the question you know is legit. What do you play on hard mode? If you'd like to also play Dragon Age Inquisition, they um they're, they're all three Dragon Age games are. At least if you're on Xbox, they're available via backwards compatibility. They got the, uh, during the um, 20th anniversary celebration, Microsoft dropped several, several things. Um, one being a, a frame rate boost for uh, the other two Dragon Age games. So now all three Dragon Age games are available via backwards compatibility and at 60 frames a second. So if you want to put Dragon Age Inquisition are in hard mode or just know what the fuck Bacon is talking about, now's the time. It's also Black Friday. Sales are happening. Everything is happening right now. Um, 
You might look hard enough. It might be on Game Pass. Who, who fucking knows? It might actually be something. Oh, uh, Dragon Age is on the Game Pass because of EA Play, actually. So yes, all three of those games is. are all three all of those three games of are on uh, EA Play. Oh, Game Pass. On Game so Pass and yeah, there you go. You can do the thing. Find out what Bacon's talking about. Find out what we're talking about. Experience Dragon Age. And uh, yes, it actually started from a conversation about what games are we playing. And then it became a conversation about what games do you automatically put on hard mode. And then it became a conversation about um, the Xbox um, 20th, celebra- 20th anniversary celebration, and which we will um, just suggest that um, Microsoft is while and um, they released Halo multiplayer for free, which just seems to be Spencer free. Jumped off the top rope. He pointed at the crowd first, though. On both sides. Oh, he, he said, did. He was pointing at the crowd. He did. He, 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 he said, he guess what, guys? I'm going to start with a 20-year anniversary video that's going to be six parts explaining the history of Xbox. And you're going to get inside scoops, all that. And you hear the crowd. Yeah. And you see uh, Sarah, his right-hand man or right-hand woman on the side, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you go, Phil? And he says, and we're also going to drop Halo multiplayer today yeah. Ah, it was crazy yeah wow. it was wild they um also put about 76 games on backwards compatibility a lot of old classics i didn't realize how long i had been playing xbox until i had yes. seen some of the, the list of games and i was like i specifically said i was in the car with eric and i said i can get gun valkyrie now and that aged me like i realized that i had been back playing xbox for 20 years Yes, <laughs> because I was like, "Oh, I can play Gun Valkyrie. I can play Xbox games so old that even though the controller had a right analog stick, none of the games used them." <laughs> so please understand, there are games like I don't know if you guys remember Atogi. It was from From Software oh, before From Software. From One of the it, best games. It was from Some Xbox. Software before From Software became From Software. So yes, I I have that. I have that somewhere. I don't know where the fuck it is. Well, I have that game. Mm-hmm. I know I do. A Togi One, A Togi Two, Gun Valkyrie. All of these games. Please understand, they are twenty years old. They play like absolute ass. They yes. have none of the nit gun. I got. I ran home. I got <laughs> Gun Valkyrie. I spent ten U.S. dollars. I was like, cool, Gun Valkyrie, perfect. I enjoyed this game, and uh, I found out that. You do not use the right analog stick to turn. You use the left analog stick to turn and the right analog stick to aim your reticle on your screen. But you don't actually pivot. So you can't change the direction 90 degrees or anything. You just aim the reticle up and down your screen while moving with the left analog stick, pivoting with the left analog stick. Please understand. That doesn't work. Um, I appreciate also the fact that... uh. Like, I've been playing games for so long that I've been playing games that um, I can no longer play. I remember them fondly, and I can never pick up a controller and play them. I've even tried a Togi. I'm scared. I played Gun Valkyrie, and I was like, I wasted $10. You know What? Don't. don't. Like, you, I'm only doing it because I would only do it because I would find my disc. Like, you already own it, right? Yeah. You already own it. That's fair. Um, I'm looking at the rest of this article. Mm-hmm. Phil Spencer and them snuck in some extra stuff that what? I did not see until today, like right oh. now. Oh, like what? You, you mean out of the the we're not doing the we're not we're no longer supporting the back the uh the 
what backwards compatibility frame rate FPS program because we've already uploaded all the games. Yep. <laughs> we ain't got no more until they, we got some more. Yeah, they literally they just dropped 17 games and went, we're done. We're not supporting this anymore. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we're supporting these games. We're not adding anymore. And I'm like, oh, you mean because that's all of them. Yes. You might, we, <laughs> we've now we've got like, now to be like it, quite literally, I believe every game that I do not have uh, from Xbox One or Xbox 360 are games that have licensing issues, uh, sports yes. games. Um, things like the bigs, my favorite baseball game of all time, will never move because it can't move. Um, things Crazy like that. Soundtracks. Right. Okay. Right. So it's like certain games, like for a vast majority of Xbox games that I've played, I have on my Xbox Series X on a hard drive. They they just made binary domain sixty frames per second. Right. I'm going to play that tonight. Are right. you serious? Right. You see what I mean? And it's just kind of like that type of thing they're just wow right so game pass everybody a game pass in general but even even just um and i i realize like i said i'm a i'm an old backlog game collector yeah and I, I i realize that if you are that type of gamer then it's a it's one console offering a very distinct advantage over the other but if you're not it's not and and i've learned to respect that more and more I find I, I the more I read about, you know, Sony's value system is confusing, but I kind of appreciate it. Like I, they, I they stick to it. The, they, the they, only thing that I don't understand is the refusal to support games that came out at the end of PS4. Um, like, yes. Like to like, like. I agree with that. Like you're saying you like there's no, like it, it's un, it's understandable if you don't want to bring back Jumping Flash one and two, but why not a game that came out in the last like literally came out on PlayStation four in like June of this year, <laughs> right? Right, and I'm like, that's not cool. Right, it's very odd, and it it's a shame. Um, like. Do I understand, like, we're not going to support a game that came out four years ago? Absolutely. Fine. Yeah. Abs- you know what? Fine. That's okay. Like, um, I don't even feel too, I don't even really feel a way about, like, um, the uh, integra- uh, Final Fantasy VII Integrate, like, being PS5 only. Like, Even though that is kind of, that's kind of, I mean. Oh, no. I agree. Yeah. It's messed. Yeah, it's yeah. But at the same time, I get it because it's it's new. Also, that's kind of all they gotta say exclusives. If we're being, not, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, they hold their hats on those. And I mean, you're not gonna get those big budget things anywhere else as of right now. People know. just can't get their hands on a PS5. That's the thing, right? Though, right? Like, but they didn't plan on that. Like, that's the thing. I think if we would have had more of a supply. Um, right, but it's been over a year. And, like, that, the, the thing with the supply issue that gets me is it there was a supply shortage before COVID. Right. Brilliant. But, yeah, this isn't new. This started, like, when did it start? When did it really start? 
Um, it was starting, because it started before the Trump administration did a trade war. Right. And then it's just been a, a an increased escalation down, while spending spending hasn't decreased. It's actually gone up. So, like every everything's been exacerbating it. Generally, like you know, when when there's like a a supply shortage, like it, there's ways that local governments and comp and like companies are able to make up for it. And there there's things you can do. Then Trump started a fucking trade war. Yeah. <laughs> um, which screwed up. Like people don't realize how bad production was screwed up with that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like it was bad. Like, like you know, there were articles about um, you know, trading cards like Magic the Gathering cards and whatnot all being both delayed and increased in price. Because there's a fucking paper shortage. Because one, paper mills were also closing down. But you need steel, and like you couldn't get steel for the parts at the printers or at the paper mills, and so they just didn't have things. So the entire price of paper and paper-based products skyrocketed. That like went like that's just one industry. It hit like all of the industries because it's fucking steel. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, go ahead, go ahead, so go. now COVID hits, right? So you have places like that are entirely shut down. So all of all those places that we outsource large amounts of manufacturing to all those countries out in like various parts of Asia, they weren't operating. Like some of some countries, their government said you don't leave your house. Full lockdown. And they didn't have people in the places to do the manufacturing. So they didn't have people there. You couldn't send people there. You couldn't operate with places. Then we had that fucking boat. <laughs> jammed up in the Suez Canal yes oh my god that, that was... will never that will never not be funny <laughs> what's one of those how the fuck like I'm not even mad <laughs> how did you do this <laughs> I think I think it was like what was it like a current just like no he the... tried to turn around in the canal oh he tried to turn around <laughs> dumbass Oh God! Oh God! I feel so bad for him, and at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> I've put a car in reverse, backing up into a ditch before, and I imagined like I've only done it once, and it was the most wobbly time I was driving, and it only took about four seconds before I put that car in a ditch. I imagine that's what happened. Um, <laughs> Is he had so he had four bad seconds, and then he was like, "Oh shit." And then he was like, oh, shit, for six months. <laughs> but yes, please continue bacon. <laughs> and so, again, maybe, like, the factories and, like, where production is happening still ain't moving. The boats aren't moving. There's, like, <laughs> a six-month pileup because <laughs> of the boats. <laughs> um... People are still spending money. Uh, 
you have scalpers for crypto mining taking up every piece of uh, tech they can get their hands on. Um, you have what else was happening? Oh yeah, you have uh, tr- not enough trucks, too many boats. Boats can't get out of the harbors because there's just like shipping still going like people are still ordering products are still moving and then they just get stuck because there's nowhere for them to go because you don't have bodies to move them um it's i'm and i'm missing things this is just off the top of my head i'm missing shit oh absolutely so right so there's a question is because what i've noticed is that in the wake of not having enough consoles microsoft is kind of leaned into the its own backlog absolutely and indie games and games that don't require you to have a new console to play um it seems as though that course correction is not the thing sony's worried about at all and uh, it's 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 like this they're just they're moving forward with their plans just not taking into account like the current situation and it's weird to me right and it's creating a situation it's creating a situation with like very predictable holes in production and game creation and their lineup and what they can produce it's very predictable it's like oh you're probably not going to get enough ps5s to validate dedicating so much of your energy to only triple a plus releases for ps5 but go off i guess <laughs> so, so we also got taken the triple a releases are all the delayed right because so. they don't have parts and they're also working with covid and yes we have vaccines etc but there's what people don't realize there's a lot of outsourcing in gaming yes there are a lot of moving parts. That's why the games that come out on time are the games with the six motherfuckers in six different apartments. Exactly. In two states making the game. The bigger the the, the bigger the um the bigger the project, the more moving parts from different places. And guess what triple A games are? Ooh, like that big barge that got stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> <laughs> but also we, I was I was gonna say earlier, we we gotta take into account and again I'm I'm like Aaron. I, I didn't realize how long I had been playing Xbox until I realized I had been playing Xbox, right? Like I had the Xbox. And then that hit me like, oh, God. Oh, it's been 20 years. What the fuck? What, you don't remember Fable 1? Excuse me? Of course I remember Fable <laughs> I mean Fable 1 <laughs> on the black brick. Well, listen, it was one of the best games at the time because you had never seen nothing like that. Like, you genuinely hadn't, but it was bad. Fable 2, I, I think, is actually better. But anyway. It uh, is. That's what... Um, okay, I have I have some gripes with Fable. And it's not with Fable. It's with fans of Fable. Well, yeah. I'm like, do y'all not remember the games? Yeah, for people, hindsight, right? Like, I'm people, like, people don't every, every time a game came out, people were like, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. And I'm like, do you remember the previous game? Because it was not good <laughs> i have a friend go ahead the go previous ahead. fable games yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so like every every time a new fable game came out it was it was uh hindsight's 2020 they'd be like oh this game is really bad like like no fable game is good outside of like the first fable game 
I wonder if they would get that whole chicken chaser uh, joke now. Oh my god! Right? How much problematic shit was in there? It was so bad. Like I don't know, but this is the thing. I'm I'm I was gonna say that Xbox has Phil Spencer. Sony doesn't. That is the biggest factor in this whole situation. Phil came from the bottom. He was a programmer and worked his way up. And genuinely, you can tell once Xbox, and at least, unless he's like some evil supervillain, which could be totally possible as well, um, in hiding everything. I ain't trusting the rich white dudes. I, right. I mean, I don't trust rich, rich white dudes at all, but mm-hmm. at least this person actually likes his product. We right. benefit from it in some ways. Whatever the fuck benefit he gets, whatever. You know, but I say that without that guidance, Xbox doesn't know what it's doing. Like, it, it was all messaging, right? Well, for a while, it was actually trying to do the uh, PlayStation thing. Um, they, were, they were trying to make AAA plus multi-million dollar first-party titles themselves for a while. And that didn't work. They had to abandon the entire, they had to pretty much strip down the entire Xbox game studios and rebuild it again years later. They even said, like... They used up way too much money doing it. Absolutely. It was so much money. That's why 360 was, like, all exclusives. Yep. Yep. Because they had to pay them licensing. Yep. It was it was expensive. Now Phil got them out here to the point to where they just fucking bought Bethesda. Are you serious? <laughs> We're just going to go buy Bethesda right now. The company? Yeah, the whole company. I'm going to spend a billion. I'm not going to lie. Like, Game Pass kind of reminds me of Spotify in a way. Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to have some drop-offs. Well, no, no. What I mean is, so like early Spotify, not current Spotify. Right. Ah. Uh, when Spotify like dropped. Um. So when Spotify dropped, like it was basically a uh, artists upload their music. Um, like willingly, like you had to willingly upload your stuff, right? And then you could get like a portion of money from like plays and shares and stuff. And it was the point where people like, I'm not going to do Spotify. I'm not going to do Spotify. I'm not going to do Spotify. The deal looks too good. It looks too good. It looks fake. They're all doing Spotify and they don't have a choice. They're all getting ripped off by it. They're all completely getting ripped off by it, but it's like the way you get shared music. That's how it is with game pass. Like it, the shit looks fake. Like on my PC, there is a totally different set of games than that, that than that is on my cloud, which now goes 60 frames per second all of a sudden out of nowhere. And different from my actual Xbox. Three different sets of games. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they set up a system that like talking about Coke. <laughs> I hate everything. I'm gonna feed my cat now. <laughs> Go feed, go feed, go feed the official cat of Unreasonable Fridays. But, um, yeah, there is uh, a, it. I remember Eurogamer put out a nice breakdown, be specifically wondering how the financials work, and they were talking to devs, and they were like, "Yeah, we are actually quite compensated for this." Now, in eight years, in ten years, might Microsoft turn heel like Hulk Hogan? Possibly. Might they become Hollywood Game Pass? Absolutely. Might they break out the fucking bla- the, the dyed black beard and the shades and the black bandana? Absolutely. Cannot trust corporations to not corporate. But at the moment, it's working out for everyone involved. I just like the cast he put around him. Like, if you go look at Double Fine, 
and go look who was the art director. It's a black woman. If you go and look who's at uh, second in command at Xbox Studios, it's a black woman. It's like he is, I've never seen Xbox put out as much diversity, not necessarily just with black people, but in general, uh, accessibility-wise, everything. It's like, it's almost like they're saying everything the right way, and that's scary, right? Like, I don't want it to be that. You know, like, you got to show me a flaw, too. Like, like tell me you hate somebody or something. Like, I, I don't believe this. <laughs> just Flip just up. be out there being, like, can can you just be caught in blackface, please? Yeah, like, Phil, just come on. Give me something, man. Something. It, it can't be this. I mean, right. Maybe, I don't I mean, like this. I, I mean, can't maybe, be indebted. I can't be indebted to a white man. I like to think that they've learned from Disney and they just have they're trying to incorporate <laughs> evil business practices based on super serving the audience and providing them with nothing but joy and representation while taking huge unhealthy chunks of the market share while we pay them and clap while they do it. And yell and scream, why don't more why don't why isn't more things owned by Disney? I want to get my groceries on Game Pass. I think that's a sound idea. I'm not going to lie. If I had a choice of getting my groceries on Game Pass or Amazon, I'd go with Game Pass. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it wouldn't would be a choice. So. <laughs> like, this is great. What we, what, what we might be looking at is a Disney-style heel turn where they actually they actually are just hyper-serving, um, super-serving their customers to such a degree that we just don't care. Aaron, you can play Series X games on your Xbox One. Yeah, they ain't even trying to sell you a console, dog. They don't care. They're just like, please buy, please own our product. I I don't care which product. Are you on a PC? Use our product. Here's a TV. Here's a TV. Here's a phone. Here's a tablet. Right. It's like you can't get a console. That's crazy, dog. You got a phone though. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, that ship's still stuck in the... Con- I don't know. Listen, you got to... Hand me your phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, um... Yeah. For the record, while we are proponents of Game Pass here, in general, because we're poor, um, yeah. we all also see the fact that we're not saying that it's an altruistic um, no. form of unifying No, not at all. not at all. No, no, no. We're saying is they're on the Disney track of Monopoly through pure joy. And I'll it's definitely a possibility. Dude, listen, Nintendo's picked up on it. Right. Got Nintendo in the act. They're like, hey, come on, baby. Come on. Right. Listen, they've already with the they... Nintendo with their $20 a year subscription, and you can play all of the Super Nintendo games that have ever happened. Like, right. let me ride that nostalgia wave, nigga. Right. And it's like, it's, it's very anime. It's just like, we raised all these children. Behold our power. And then they just, <laughs> they unleash a Super Nintendo, and all of a sudden all these adults start following them up and down the street and jumping up and down, and they tell them to jump. So, yes. Um, it's why it, it's very odd to see Sony sticking to a weird, uh, sticking to a, a weird position when um, super serving your customers to um, maximum evil is the way you achieve maximum evil. I think they got architecture problems, man. Like, if you go look at the PS5... I think they do. Like, uh, like uh, when Microsoft back in the day, when they're like, 
with you know with the xbox one they're like listen we are going to before we work on like we don't really care about exclusives we're gonna build up our infrastructure and bought like i don't remember how many fucking servers did they add on they added like they like tripled their servers um sony didn't do that it was very very noticeable not not saying that like they should have but like it was extremely noticeable when you're trying to do multiplayer like online um so yeah like sony never never increased their infrastructure and uh dynamite i'm over here sorry my cat gets really absorbed into eating and then forgets where i am that's fair and so all of a sudden she just like starts meowing like where are you human i'm literally right here um I understand this. It's a mood. But yeah, so Sony never like really built up their infrastructure and I and I they're at a point right now where I don't think they can easily build up their infrastructure cuz of COVID. Right. Right. Like um, like yeah. Squeenix is like really desperately trying to like help, you know, Final Fantasy 14 like get new servers and, you know, increase like server capacity and upgrade the hardware and like there's just no parts there's no parts so they can't even reach the places that they need to go to do it like they've even said they're like we can't we literally can't get people here there's like no way for us to get a person here um so i think i don't i don't even think it's like necessarily like oh we're just like we just you know Everybody can go fuck themselves. I just I don't think they can. Well, I mean, they still have the um they still have the massive cultural market share. Default gaming is referred to as PlayStation, the way default carbonated yes. black liquids are considered Coke. So and yeah, we're the weirdos. Just to let right, you know. it, it, we're having a strange conversation that doesn't resonate with a of an un- unfortunate amount of gamers still I uh, say unfortunate maybe it, it, like, it, it, here's a deal. Uh, I say I, I say unfortunate because frankly we're all poor so anytime you don't understand the concept of your own poverty as a consumer it's unfortunate ah fair you okay. see what I mean to understand that it's in your best interest to pay however much per month for game pass so that you don't have to burn so much money and gaming is less of an investment and it becomes a, because a lot of the discussion about games now comes from the position of people who have to keep paying full price over and over again and one of the things about having game pass is that you don't worry about it like i look on forums and i look on you know online comment sections people are arguing about because you know the halo campaign is coming out in like three weeks and like preview copies are coming out and there's lots of discourse right and i'm like i don't care because I'm not buying it, I'll play it. And the like, aside from saving money, the peace of mind is of value, especially now during the end times. And not seeing all of that is unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think once you get in the ecosystem, it's a little hard. It's a little hard to explain if you're not in it, right? Like if you haven't been, like even bacon, like we just got you in it. What this year? Like I know you. Uh- were- Last year, I've, I've I've been in the ecosystem. It's we'll just it's just I'm on PC and I've been playing Final Fantasy. Right, right. So what I meant by it is, 
not necessarily that we didn't get you in the infrastructure, but like you had other stuff you were doing. But I'm seeing you actually like use PC Game Pass now, and I'm like, oh, okay, we got another one, you know. And I oh think- yeah, there just wasn't stuff that I there like. How do I put it? Uh, there wasn't stuff that I could pl- play in my downtime on PC Game Pass. And then some of the stuff that was, I actually wanted to pay for a copy for. Okay, fair. So, like, Boyfriend Dungeon, I paid for that. Right. Yeah. Which is the thing that um, happens on game. I realized that, too, as I'll play an indie game. Like, I bought Unsighted, for example. I bought it. I didn't have to, but I did. Because, you know, it's important. Yeah, so I get you. Please continue. Yeah, and, like, there's some games where I'm, like, there are also some Game Pass games where I'm, like, I specifically want this on my Switch, so I'm not sitting at my computer. Oh, yeah. Um, Because I don't, my, my computer is in the living room. It's not in a private space. And um, uh, I have to sit at a chair, and sometimes I just want to lay in bed. Yeah. I mean, I meant it more in the lines of, imagine you're a Sony, like somebody that has PlayStation Now, right? Like I did at one point. I had PlayStation Now. And it's it's, it's totally different. It's so different than being like, yeah, you're going to pay this amount of money. And you really just don't know what you're going to get. And it's going to be either, you're going to get like three or four AAA games. You got the whole thing of EA. And then you might just get like five or six amazing indie games a week that you want to spend your time with, right? But I know I'm getting something new every week. Every week, Game Pass almost has dropped something new. Hard to beat, you know. It, it puts you at ease. There's something about yeah. being it's something about playing games at ease. And it's kind of important. Like, we really don't need an. Like, I, I, I look at it that way. I see these arguments and I don't even engage in them for that reason because I know that they're arguing from the position of someone who has to, like, pay $70 for this game. Jesus. And I'm I, like, shit, bro. You right. I paid $70 for one game when I had that PlayStation, Returnal. And it hurts so much. And it not even in a bad way because video games actually should probably be eighty or ninety dollars. Right. right. But it it just it just does because we're in the end times. Like it just objectively yeah. hurts to spend that much money and you have to and you should either have you should get a hard you should get some type of comp how do I put it? There should be an alternative to you spending so much money every time you want to play a video game. It shouldn't always be and this is the way it is. It's the way it is with everything else, with music, with movies. It shouldn't be a per cons- a per a per item investment anymore. None of this should be. You know what I mean? So it's we, we live in a forever game, like right. Right. like every game. Destiny just never mind. Well, that's that's for another show. <laughs> Eighteen pages, dose. We may be we may be off the rails, but we can't go destiny off the rails. That's a that's well, a new conversation. Right. The best thing is I'll just end the show because I'd be the one that leaves the conversation. At some point I'd just be like, Well, that's fine. We're done. So it's fine. We're not gonna talk about destiny. Or at least we shouldn't. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. We probably, we probably shouldn't. Eighteen pages. <laughs> Why was it eighteen pages? Oh that uh the, this weekend with Bungie. The, yeah. 
It was ridiculous. Listen, I'm fine with Bungie. I like Bungie. Whatever, whatever, wherever they're at, they're definitely, um, they're definitely the level of transparency and, um, community support and the storytelling and everything. Like, but Destiny is the best. And also, I like the fact that I don't have to, um, I just don't have to look over my shoulder for corporate bullshit too much. You know what I mean? Like, they support the community. They support me. They support my people i know for a fact that they hire marginalized people right they like i i know for a fact right like, what their hiring looks like right so it's like to know that like even like dmg the guy the the like effectively destiny showrunner was online talking about how the kyle rittenhouse verdict was bullshit you know what i mean it's nice to see these things i'm not gonna lie i love watching that man roast people politely oh my god and he he's just, really good at it he's so he's i don't know I don't know what drugs he takes at home. I don't know what's. I don't know maybe this is his cooking. I don't know maybe it's the Coke submarine. I don't know <laughs> what it is that he does that allows him to gracefully. Because all he does is he just gets on Twitter and he just does that in the martial arts movie. He just gestures for everyone to come at him, and then he just kung fu's everyone for thirty minutes, and then returns to wherever he came from. And I'm just like, I don't know what you do at home. I don't know whether you're like in a hyperbaric chamber where you're just like, you know, in like in like in nothingness, but like a phone. <laughs> like, I don't know what your story is. I don't know how and you do it. Not even like in a way that like they make he makes you like like him more at the end of it. Like, man, Cosmo's really good. Like man. he That's has right. a, he has a, he has a major. It's like the, like I said, to know that like there's a lot going on. There's a lot of transparency in every part of the game. It means a lot to me. Um, yeah. Destiny has the most has some of the loudest screeching lunatics c- c- decrying the game I've ever seen from a fan base. So there are a lot of people that don't see the value in it, but I do. It's so weird. I'm like, I'm uh, just like, why are you playing the well, game? You know what the funny thing is, and this is a, this is a, like Destiny is now officially like out of all the games that tried to do the Destiny thing, it's the only one left. Left, yeah. Um, objectively there's no other game in town so you're just yelling in the parking lot while going to the drive-thru every fucking day <laughs> you're literally squaring up with yourself you're still, you're still spending money destiny sucks destiny i'm tired of this shit fix your game bungee i'll have a number six spicy medium <laughs> no literally literally there was a person who was like I, I was reading them on Twitter. They're just like, this is why Bungie is a terrible company. This is all the shit they're doing. I can't believe that they're just like being really horrible for all their like new players and blah, blah. They went on a tirade. And then like, they literally said, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to pay for this. Right. Openly said that. And I'm yeah. like, that is the destiny fan base. Yes. They'll have, they'll, they'll, they'll have an, they'll have a number six. No cheese, no cheese, onions, large Coke. Please. Thank you. So when I was like one of my last customer, my my last like big customer service job, it was it was pretty funny. Um, this this person was like that, you know. I gave them the price for the thing that they wanted, and then they looked at me and they're like, "You've got to be kidding!" I'm like, "No, that's the price." And they're like, "I'm not like," and they went on a 15 minute tirade in line while like counting their cash to hand to me and my manager was looking over at me and going it's like i wasn't sure if you handled it i'm like no it's fine i already knew he was gonna pay <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like every time i see the destiny fan base i just think of that c- scenario yes it's, it's like this man's just like going like 
a good 15 minutes in line, like, like going through his cash, like making sure it was all nice. So like, I could even like separate it in the register. So it was like, he was, and he just like slapped that shit down. It wasn't even messy. He had it all organized while he was in the middle of this. I can't believe the cost of this. You're making me pay for this. Like, and I'm just like, okay, my dude. <laughs> I was just like, I wasn't sure. And I'm like, no, I was fine. They were paying for it. It was okay. Right. right. So. Um, Man, that's the Destiny fan base. That is the Destiny We're doing fan the base. Destiny thing. We're doing it. And we're not doing it. No, we're not we're doing, not doing, doing it. it. We're, we're not, not doing, doing it. it. We're I'm just talking about the fan base. We're talking about the fan base. I'm not yeah, doing it. I was it. just reminding everybody we're about we're, we're veering into doing no, it. No, I'm ending we're it. We're not doing it. We're done with the show. Subscribe to the Patreon. Well, yeah. well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Uh, <laughs>